Hi, everyone, and welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. We're now embarking on a non-stop return journey to the main entrance and parking area. During the trip, we ask that you remain seated at all times and no smoking, please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in just a few minutes, you will experience one of the most unique pageants presented anywhere in the world. The W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 167 for the week of April 25th, 2010. Properly planning your Walt Disney World vacation is crucial, and an important part of that planning needs to focus on not just time spent in the parks, but getting to and from the resort. And this week, we're going to look at Disney's Magical Express, the free bus service to and from Orlando International Airport. And whether you're a first-time visitor or think you know how Magical Express works, we'll talk about not just how the system works, but its pros and cons, how to get the most out of it, and some very important details you need to know before you go. Next, I'll call a listener and invite her to play Fact or Fiction, where she can answer Walt Disney World trivia questions for a chance to win some prizes. Play along at home, see how you do, and find out how you can enter for a chance to play on the air as well. I'll announce a new product this week, have some other announcements, and then play more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Believe it or not, a large part of what makes for a fun, successful Walt Disney World vacation isn't necessarily just what happens inside the parks. And we all know that planning your vacation from beginning to end is crucial. And I don't just mean where and when you're going to eat and even maybe what parks you visit on certain days, things like that. In fact, I'm not even talking about park time at all. Instead, I'm talking about something that's really one of the most basic yet important parts of the start and the end of your vacation, and that's getting to and from the resort yourself. Now, certainly driving presents its own set of possibilities for fun times and memories made in the car ride down, but what about those guests, and there are millions of them every year, who fly into Orlando to kick off their Walt Disney World vacation? Well, you may be surprised to know that many people don't even know about Disney's Magical Express service. And even if you do, you may be surprised at some of the pros 
and cons of using the service. So joining me this week to talk about what Disney's Magical Express is, how to get the most out of it, and some of its pros and cons is the Disney daddy himself, Mr. Chuck Lionberger. Chuck, welcome back to the show. Lou, it's always a pleasure to be back. And you know what, Chuck, right off the bat, I'm sure some people are saying, Magical Express, come on, I'm a Disney veteran, I know all about it. But you know, this is one of those things, and I analogize it to something like FastPass, that many of us who are fortunate enough to go to Disney quite often, we understand, we take it for granted, but we still go into the parks and hear people saying, well, how much does a fast pass cost? Where do I get them? I'm not staying on property. I can't get one. And I think Magical Express is very much the same way, um, you know, especially depending on how often they go, when the last time is that they've gone, if they've used other services before, whether or not they use a travel agent, things like that. Well, sure. It's like a lot of things to the pros you know, the concept of a fast pass, you kind of just sort of take it for granted that, oh, yeah, sure, everybody knows about fast pass. Well, Disney's Magical Express is the same way. For those who are frequent visitors to Walt Disney World, they probably think, oh, well, yeah, well, Disney's Magical Express. Yeah, of course, there's, you know, you, Disney gives you a free ride uh, to and from the airport if you're a resort guest. But that's right. Most, in fact, quite a bit of people who come to Walt Disney World are coming either for the first time or maybe that's once every couple of years, thing like that. They don't know about Disney's Magical Express and not not know everything that, that DME entails and some of the, the do's and don'ts and the ins and outs of how the service really works. Yeah, and I believe it or not, I, I get questions about some of the specifics about Disney's Magical Express via email for the show all the time. That's one reason why I thought this was a good segment to do. And I also look at something that I call the mom factor, which is if I walked up to my mom, who obviously, look, she's been to Disney World dozens of times. My parents took me as a kid. That's what, you know, fueled my passion for it. But if I went up to her and I said, Mom, what's Disney's Magical Express? I'd get that same quizzical look that she gives me all the time when she's like, wait a minute, you talk to yourself every week for an hour and people... So so that being said, uh, I think it's something that we should talk about. And let's to start obviously at the very beginning for those people that maybe don't know exactly what it is let's talk about what is disney's magical express service sure disney's magical express is is a service as, a, as we've said it's a bus ride it's a touring bus kind of a, a large you know, greyhound style large touring bus that offers complimentary transportation to and from orlando international airport to each of the disney Resorts. Now, this service is available for those guests that are staying on Disney property. If you happen to be staying off property, unfortunately, Disney's Magical Express is not available to you. But if you're not property guest, be it a value, moderate, deluxe, doesn't matter, uh, this service is available for you that you can, can go straight from uh, Orlando International Airport right to your resort. And, you know, to be honest, Lou, I think the bigger benefit of Disney's Magical Express really is beyond the transportation for the people from the airport to the resort. The real big benefit is the transportation for the luggage. Exactly. When you, yeah, when you sign up for Disney's Magical Express, they're going to send you luggage tags. And for example, for the last trip I went down uh, back in March, I put the luggage tags on and at my home airport, I checked in the luggage and it was gone. I did not see it until it showed up in my room exactly and, and before we start talking about that because that's really like you said the big benefit there's a couple of things as we were talking about it that i want to point out first of all 
You said complimentary. Huge factor. It is completely, utterly, 100%, insert asterisk here, free, other than tipping. It is completely Correct. free for you and your bags. You can have one bag. You could have 20 bags. That might cost you like $6,000 in airline fees, but you can bring, yeah, you know, really. relatively speaking, as many bags as you, was, as you would like. You did talk about any of the Disney resorts. Quick caveat there. Only the official hotels owned and operated by Disney. That, that is true. Right. That yeah, means Swan and Dolphin. Dolphin. Uh, the downtown Disney hotels also do not participate. And Shades of Green, the military resort, does not participate in Shades of Green. Uh, in Shades of Green. It doesn't participate in Magical Express. Yeah, that is true. Uh, it is the Disney owned and operated uh, resorts. So that's true. Swan and Dolphin, Shades of Green, some of the downtown Disney uh, resorts, they are they are not part of this. But for everybody else, this is a, a free ride to and from. Right. Uh, and, and that's and that's airport. whether you book a, a vacation package or a regular room only reservation. So if you're getting a room for one night at Pop Century, you get the same sort of Magical Express service as the guy that's taking his family for two weeks to the Beach Club Villas. That's absolutely correct. It's you know, uh, if you if you just are, are booking a room only, not even going to the parks, uh, or you've already got uh, annual passes or, or something like that, do you get that same uh, privilege of of using Disney's Magical Express as a person who has you know booked you know the world's biggest package and, and staying you know club level and you know getting all you know fourteen day tickets or whatever something like that all the same. You know, so, uh, yeah, it, it's for anybody who, who is staying on a Disney resort. Right. And let's talk about, practically speaking, how it works. So whether you book your vacation through a, a travel agent, whether you book it online, whether you call up to book it, <clears throat> excuse me, right after you make that, that you, you talk about that and you give them your airline uh, flight numbers, if you have them. If not, you can give it to them mm -hmm. later on. Like you said, about two weeks before your scheduled departure date, you get special luggage tags provided by Disney sent directly to you. They send them, I don't know, do they still send them via regular mail or are they FedEx? I guess maybe it depends on how quick uh, your trip is approaching. My last ones came just by regular mail, but again, it, you know, if you're coming up pretty quick and you're doing kind of just a last minute thing, uh, they, they might be coming by FedEx, but uh, mine happened to come just by regular U.S. mail. Right, so you tag all your bags that you're going to check in. You check them in as you normally would at your departure uh, uh, airport. And like you said, Chuck, that's the last time you see him. I mean, not for good, mm -hmm. but but at least the big thing is when you do arrive at Orlando International Airport, you now get to bypass baggage claim. You don't have to wait for your luggage. You go right to the Disney Magical Express uh, counter. I think it's over in, in Terminal B. Well, they'll Terminal direct B. you over to the, to the, to the buses. That's correct. It's on Terminal B at the on level number one. A quick caveat to this whole great, wonderful bag story. There, there are a few few caveats to that, and it's it's time related. If you're arriving at Orlando International Airport really early in the morning, say before 5 a.m. or very late, say after 10 p.m., you may first need to go to baggage claim and actually get your baggage before heading down to the Disney's Magical Express check-in desk. Uh, a good uh, thing to do for those particular time frames, again, coming in on the red eyes either way, is to go ahead and just call ahead and just make sure you know what you need to do uh, when it comes to your luggage. Because there are some time frames where you know the luggage service doesn't quite work the same way for very early or very late uh, arrivals. Very true. And that's 
And those are, that's one of the very important sort of requirements um, to participate. Something you have to keep in mind. Something else too, I did mention luggage. Yes, you can bring 10 pieces of luggage if you want. They do have to be 50 pounds or less, much like the uh, airlines have the requirement of being 50 pounds or less to use the service. Um, I think that you actually, and I said it sort of half jokingly, that you can bring 100 pieces. I think it is uh, one check bag per person permitted. Um, I think if you have more than one check bag, you may have to check in at the airport. Is that true? I, I believe so, because when they sent the, the luggage tags, they did send, uh, they were individualized per person. So I particularly had a party of five. So I had five uh, bag tags that were sent and each individual person on the reservation, each person was assigned one tag. So that uh, that probably sounds about right, that, that they're giving you one bag and then if you have uh, bags beyond that, uh, you'll need to, to make additional arrangements. And again, it's just worth calling ahead and just checking to make sure that you understand the proper procedures. Right. And if you do have extra bags, you can find out exactly uh, what any sort of additional fee or if it's even possible or if you just have to actually pick up your bags on your own uh, at that point. Yeah. It, again, just like anything else, calling ahead, doing a little bit of planning uh, will save a lot of headaches uh, once you get down. One other caveat to uh, to bring up here, we are talking only about Orlando International Airport. There is another airport in the Orlando area, that's Sanford International, and there are some airlines that fly exclusively into Sanford. Unfortunately, Disney's Magical Express does not go to the Sanford International Airport. It is only Orlando International. Uh, so we need to make sure that you know when you're flying in, make sure that, that you are actually landing at MCO, Orlando International Airport, in order to, to take advantage of Disney's Magical Express. Correct. Uh, the uh, the other thing, too, is, okay, so you, you've gotten to the airport, you have bypassed the terminal, assuming that you have only one bag per person, it fits within the proper weight and height and dimensional limits. What happens next? You, you, go to, you go to the terminal, and now you go looking for your bus, uh, and we'll sure. talk about sort of the, the pros and cons of this. Tell us, Chuck, practically speaking, how that sure. Happens. Let's 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 take a step back first before we we talk about what happens next. As part of that packet that you get, uh, where we talked about the bag tags, you also get uh, a packet of vouchers, tickets to ride Disney's Magical Express. It is one ticket per person, and it is both your it is is a ticket for going to the airport and the ticket for also coming back. It's the same one. Um, so you kind of hang on to the book once you come back. But you will go down to the Disney's Magical Express uh, desk, again, Terminal B side, level one. Uh, and if you've already got that uh, that book, you just walk right into a, to a stand there. The uh, cast member will take a look at it, validate everything, and will direct you to one of a number of different lines. They have a bunch of different queues set up, and it's based upon your resort. And so you'll hop into that queue, and then you'll literally see the buses kind of roll in and out. And they have a, a cast member who is directing which line goes to which bus. You board your bus. Usually the lines aren't too long and the wait usually isn't too bad. Uh, last time I went down, we think we experienced maybe a 10 minute wait, maybe 15. I have heard it be a, a, a little bit longer at times, uh, especially if you're traveling during really peak times of the year, say, you know, 4th of July, uh, New Year's, that kind of thing. Uh, where you might have some longer lines just because there's a whole lot more people coming through. 
But uh, for our experience, it wasn't all that bad. Uh, about a 10 or 15 minute wait, and then we were on our bus. The buses will go quite possibly to more than one resort. So you might not arrive at your resort first. For instance, uh, for one of our first trips back in 2007, and we used Disney's Magical Express, uh, we stopped off first at Port Orleans French Quarter before then going on to Port Orleans Riverside. Uh, similarly, uh, coming down in March, uh, the buses went first to uh, the Polynesian, where we happen to be staying, then to the Grand Floridian, and then finally over to the Contemporary. So, you know, the bus may have more than one stop, which would add to the amount of time you might be on the bus, depending on the rotation. Right. And, and when we talk about the, the pros and cons of using the service. I mean, this is probably the biggest, and I, and I hate to use con, but it's the biggest consideration that you have yeah. to take into account is how important is your park time, resort time, whatever, versus that versus spending money on uh, a limousine or a taxi cab or renting a car. Because you, you there will be occasions, like you said, that it may take upwards of an hour plus before you finally get to the resort that you are staying at. Yeah, it's, it, it is all a matter of how much your time is worth. If you, if you think that using Disney's Magical Express might take too long, certainly you can take a taxi, a shuttle, rent a car, or make some other transportation arrangements. But you need to think about that before you start to make your reservations for Disney's Magical Express. And I think that's something else we probably need to emphasize here. This is a reservation you're making. It is not automatic. It is not that, you know, if I book my room, oh, I automatically have a ticket to Disney's Magical Express. No, it doesn't work that way. You have access to the to the privilege, yes, but you still have to make that reservation. So you still have to either call Disney yourself or talk to your your uh, travel agent and have them make those arrangements for you. But it's, it is a reservation. It's not just kind of an automatic thing. Yeah, that, that's a very, very important point. And I was I wanted to touch on that, as especially as we talked about the return trip, um, because obviously... You can't stay as much as you want to, Chuck. You can't stay at Walt Disney World forever. You what do you mean to, you can't uh, stay forever, huh? Eventually, Wait, get eventually the kids have to get back to school. You have to go oh. back to the job if it's still there. But Okay, real life does beckon. It, right, but it is a round-trip service. And this is where something I, I, that I've heard people have gotten confused before saying, well, I didn't really make a reservation for a car or anything back or a cab. That's all right. I'll just hop on DME and get on the bus. You can't do that unless you've right. made the um, the reservation ahead of time for the complete round trip service. Yeah, again, another reason why a little bit of planning and upfront pays off once you get down there. So you, know, you do need to, to make those reservations. And, and one other thing about your reservation, on your tickets, you'll look and it will have your flight time and your flight numbers on there. And, you know, I, I'm not the most uh, frequent flyer around. Uh, Lou, you're, you're probably far more frequent than I am. But, you know, flight numbers do change, flight times do change, and, you know, oftentimes fairly on short notice, you know, within a couple of weeks or so from your departure time. So it very likely is possible that the information that's on your DME ticket may have changed. And so when you get it, it's, it's very important to go through and just check and make sure they have the right flight number and the right flight times. Uh, especially if you're using the bag service as well, because that's how they know to look for your bags. If it is not correct, not a problem. Just there's a phone number on there. Just call Disney, tell them things have changed, and uh, they'll make a note of it, and you'll you should be just fine. 
exactly. So let's talk about getting back home and getting returning to Orlando International Airport because you can obviously use Disney's Magical Express. It does work a little bit differently. And there's also an additional service that you can use if you are staying, again, at those same Disney Resort hotels. We'll talk about those. And depending on what airline you're staying on, you can actually check in for your return trip home. Yes, you can. And this is another huge benefit to Disney's Magical Express. Again, it depends on what airline you're flying. And, and the best thing to do is go onto Disney's website uh, and, and check out Disney's Magical Express. And they have a listing of all of the different uh, uh, airlines that are participating in this particular check-in, advanced check-in service. But, Wait, but you, and, and I, want to just be, I want to be clear on something because when we talk about specific airlines, anything coming in to Orlando International Airport is okay. You could be flying, you know, mom and pop air. You can use Disney's Magical Express to your resort. If Correct. you want to use it outbound, it is limited uh, as far as the resort check-in is concerned. So as of the day that we're recording this, and it, it is subject to change, check with Disney. Yes, to, it you know, does, does change. It is AirTran, Alaska, American, Delta, Continental, a big iHeart JetBlue, Northwest, as of April 7th, 2010, Southwest is now a, a part of resort airline check-in. That's huge because so many people use Southwest, as well Big. as United and U.S. Airways. Yeah, so you're, you're talking about most of the major carriers, uh, especially the, the domestic carriers, and, and at least for American travelers, some of the international uh, airlines. So you know, most of the big players do participate in this, and it's very, very handy. Uh, the way it works you know, on the day that you're going to be checking out uh, you will get in your room a, a letter, an information sheet from Disney's Magical Express. It's going to give you a number of different things. Number one, it will tell you what your departure time is. Um, for instance, if you are flying out at, say, 7 p.m., that's your actual takeoff time from Orlando International, and you're flying on you know, United, Delta, you know, whatever, any one of the, the airlines, they will give you a time that you need to be down at the, uh, the Magical Express desk uh, at the lobby of your resort and you have to be there at that particular time again this is a reservation uh, I tried to maybe you know get on an, a slightly earlier uh, uh, Magical Express bus last time I was there and they said nope I'm sorry you need to, to use your reservation time uh, which again not a problem so that usually is about three hours in advance of the time that you're due to take off so again going back to that example of a 7 p.m. takeoff time you're probably going to be leaving your resort around 4 p.m. If you're flying internationally, that window opens up to about four hours. This should give you plenty, and it, and it did for our case, gives plenty of time to, if you have to do the loop of a couple of different resorts, which we ended up doing, plus the travel time to the airport, plus the time it takes to get through security. And you know those who have been in, in and out of Orlando International know that security sometimes can take a little while. Uh, somewhere, sometimes upwards of an hour or so, uh, depending on, on just how many people are going through the airport. So Disney's goal is to get you there with plenty of time to spare. And so that's why that three-hour window is there. And then some people kind of want to cut it a little finer and try to get there a little, get to the airport a little tighter. Disney doesn't want to doesn't want to take any chances, so that's why they set it for three hours. Yeah, so keep that in mind, especially if you have kids and you're booking a return flight home. You're saying, yeah, if I leave at eight o'clock in the morning, I'll have plenty of time to get home and get settled in. That five a.m. getting on the bus thing to head home, um, that's tough. 
Chuck. That's yeah. tough, especially when it could be a little bit. You, it's so easy to get up at five o'clock in the morning when you're going to Walt Disney World. When it's time to head home, five a.m. is just killer. It's a little hard. Uh, one other thing to talk about, though, is your bags. Your bags aren't limited to the same window. You can actually, certainly not tighter, not any tighter, but you can actually check in your bags much, much earlier. I go back to the example I gave before about 7 p.m. That was actually right around our departure time, uh, was around a 7 o'clock takeoff around 4 p.m. We actually took our bags down that morning at like 9 a.m., and checked them in with the Disney's Magical Express uh, check-in desk. Uh, they got our bags all checked in, put the bag tags on there to make sure they got back home and everything like that. And you know, we didn't worry about it. Another benefit as well, think about that carry-on baggage. Do you have to carry that with you around the park? No. They have a service at the resorts that you can, through the valet desk, uh, which a lot of times the valet desk is the Disney's Magical Express desk. Usually they're kind of doing double duty. That they will tag your your check-in bag and just kind of put it into a safe, secure place and have it ready for you. They'll give you a, a slip that you can then, when you're coming back and it's time to get on the bus, you can retrieve your carry-on baggage so you don't have to carry it through the parks. Uh, that's something that, that another service that, that Disney provides. And so, f- especially... F- a lot of people these days are trying to make much more use of carry-on bags because of escalating baggage fees. Uh, that's a that's a benefit to you. Uh, it's something that'll help you from having to literally tote some luggage around the parks for a half a day. Right. And, and here's a couple of, of important points, too. And that's why I think, Chuck, this is something that people might not think about and why I wanted to do this segment, specifically when we're talking about baggage. Okay, number one, when you're coming in, we said it before, it's great. You give them your luggage. You don't see it again until you get back to your room and it auto-magically appears there. That being said, say you get to the park, say you get to, to the resort, and maybe you don't want to go to the parks the first day. Maybe you get there at 3, 4 o'clock. You don't have a ticket that day. You don't want to spend, you know, waste a day, you know, half a day in the parks. You want to go to the pool, whatever it might be. Make sure you pack what you think you're going to need, whether it be sunscreen, a bathing suit, medicine, whatever it might be, into your carry-on because it may be many, many hours before you see your luggage. And it's not that it's downstairs in Bell Services. It just hasn't gotten there yet on whatever truck or bus that they're using to get it there. Very, that, that's very... correct. Especially for medicine. And listen, if you have infants, toddlers, you need Cheerios, formula, diapers, definitely pack it in, you know, the... Uh, the the diaper bag, the backpack, whatever it might be. Yeah, that's that's a, a very important tip and, and one that some folks, I think, sometimes forget about. Uh, and they say this in the literature uh, when you sign up for Magical Express. It can take sometimes upwards of three hours from the time that, that you arrive to the airport till the time that your bags even get there. So, you know, just because you get there, your, your bags either sometimes will beat you there or sometimes you're going to get there well in advance of of your baggage so you do need to pack those essential things into some sort of carry-on item that you're going to have with you uh, for those especially for that first few hours that you're going to be down in the parks right now going home there's something else to consider that's very very important and remember too for a lot of us chuck we often leave walt disney world with more than we came with um i've had many occasions where i've tried to figure out you know buying the um the 
Grand Floridian piece for the monorail set at home is great until you say, well, I have to actually get this home somehow and I have to stick this into my bag. So let's say that you came with just your, your one carry-on and your one bag per person that's under 50 pounds, but now you're heading home and that's not the case. Or you came with, with two bags. And if you are going to use the resort airline check-in service, they cannot, again, as of when we're recording this, they cannot accept any of the excess baggage surcharges that might apply to your luggage, you need to pay that in advance. Now, yes. the resort airline check-in service is not owned and operated by Disney. It is a third-party company called BAGS, which is Baggage Airline Guest Services. Sort of think of them as the curbside check-in people. They need to be paid in advance for any luggage. So if you say... I'm taking my family of four, but we have seven pieces of luggage. You need to call them up. I'll post this in the show notes, but the phone number for bags is 407-284-1231. Give them a credit card in order to pay for your for any excess baggage. The other thing too, and we'll talk about in terms of these guys, as well as the Disney Magical Express drivers, we did say it's free. The same way that you might uh, tip a curbside check-in baggage handler you can and and i'm not saying you should but i would i would tip these guys as well for handling your bags for you yeah that's that's generally a a, a, a very common practice again you know not one that will sit there and say you know you should or shouldn't but it's certainly very common uh, a lot of times a dollar two dollars a bag somewhere in that vicinity um, for those folks that are handling your bags and and don't worry if you don't have that number it usually in fact it was at least as of the time when I went uh, back in in March it was included in that letter that I talked about that you get uh, you know the day before you're you're checking out uh, it'll have that number in there for you to be able to call ahead and take care of all of your baggage fees for whatever airline you're flying on uh, because you're correct, you know that that all has to be done in advance. And if you don't, say you forget, or you ended up buying, a, and I've, I've actually had to do this before, if you buy a piece of luggage to bring home all the cool souvenirs that you bought at the Emporium, Disney's not going to say, "Hey, sorry, you didn't pay it. The luggage has to stay here. You will have to carry it with you on Magical Express, and then check it yourself at the airport correct. counter. Pay them directly uh, any additional fees. That that's correct. So. Uh, again, these are some of the things that are very important, very helpful so that you have um, the best experience. Again, you talked about the materials that you get in advance. Really important, Chuck, that you go through those as soon as you get them. So you read, so you understand exactly what the process is uh, because you don't want to be getting the kids up at 5 a.m. and then putting bags on and trying to figure it all out. And again, that's why I thought doing this segment was important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've said it time before, and I'll probably say it a million times later, that planning ahead of time always pays off once you get to the parks. And using Disney's Magical Express is no different. Remember that those flight numbers, as we talked about before, can and oftentimes do change. And so not only do you check it to make sure that it's accurate from the time you get it, but then also just kind of keep an eye on things because information may change. And uh, you know, if it happens, you know, literally right when you get up there, you've got delays or something like that. Um, so you're flying in, you know, because of weather or you know whatever factor. Uh, you know, hopefully not volcanoes or anything like that that creates all kind of a mess in Europe. But 
just tell the folks when you get to Disney's Magical Express that there's been a delay. Here's our situation. Let them know about it so that they can uh, help to make sure that that your baggage does end up get getting to you uh, in your resort. Uh, so yeah, just be sure to to check in with those things. Just make sure they're accurate up to the time of travel. And then if there's a problem, don't worry. Disney's got a lot of people uh, on standby and, and, and on hand uh, there at the Magical Express check-in desk uh, at Orlando International to help you out. And they'll they'll make sure to that, you're, that your experience is as good as it can be. Yeah, on both ends of the trip. And maybe this will be the first of what I'd like to enumerate as sort of the individual pros and cons to using Disney's Magical mm-hmm. Express on both ends at the airport and at your resort. Don't worry. Don't panic if you lost a luggage tag, if you can't find your reservation number, if you don't know. They will help you. And because this is a Disney service, I think this is a, a huge pro. Because this is a Disney service, there is a level of expectation and accommodation of what they will do for you. And they are there to help you. And and I have personally have not had any problems with it. I've heard some great stories from people about how accommodating and how helpful Disney was on both ends with making the DME service as seamless and as fun, and that's another pro we'll talk about, for the guests as possible. Yeah, really, I have not experienced any personal problems with Disney's Magical Express. We've heard some of the horror stories about, yeah, it took me two and a half hours to get to my airport, or to get from the airport over to my resort. I have a a, a strong belief that that was probably a, a very rare exception uh, to the very common rule, which you know usually is somewhere around an hour, uh, and a lot of times less than that. You know they are there to help you. A case in point: coming back uh, in March, you know uh, the boarding passes for our entire party was printed ahead of time. Well, for some reason, my particular boarding pass didn't get printed. Went down to the check-in desk, explained what was going on. Not a problem. Boom! Here's your boarding pass. We got you all squared away, and you know we're we're moving on and moving forward. Have a great few hours in the park and. You know, that was it. I mean, it was all taken care of. It was no big problem. So there is that, you know, just because it's it is sometimes is handled by a third party with a few other things, there is still that Disney service that goes with you the whole way from start to finish. Exactly. And again, another very much one of the big attractive aspects of it is the fact that it is a service and it makes you kick off your vacation in a very relaxed kind of way. You don't have to worry about getting downstairs with the kids who might be tired. I've been up since five, getting the luggage, waiting the thing, getting here. You just go downstairs. You you meet Disney right there at the airport. And there is something about the fact that that really starts bringing Disney into your vacation right off the bat. As soon as you get into the airport, and certainly once you get into the bus, uh, this might be sort of a throwaway pro, but I thought this was just very cool because... The buses are very, they're very nice, they're new, they're clean, and they have TV monitors inside the buses that have a Disney video going on, and there's Disney music, and you see Disney characters, you see the attractions, you cannot help but get jazzed up and smile, and you see the kids and the moms and the dads getting so excited about their trip, and they're literally sitting in a bus getting ready to leave the airport. Oh, I think it's a huge pro. You know, in many respects... You know, we talk a lot about queues and, and attractions and things like that. I mean, that's what's all throughout the parks. Yes, you do stand in a queue to get on the bus. The bus and that video really kind of acts as a pre-show for the whole park. It is the pre-show for all of Walt Disney World. So as you're going, you know, and it takes 
somewhere around 30 minutes to drive from the airport to your, your particular resort. In that time, you're getting a wonderful pre-show telling all about what's going on, some of the new things that are happening. And that video gets updated fairly frequently. It was it was pretty well updated when last I went uh, back in March. And so it, it, it just sets the stage. It, it builds that, in, that sense of anticipation. Uh, and of course, it has, it has all the characters, great music, uh, and really just kind of sets off the fact that you are now going to go have some great fun. Exactly. You're, uh, you're 100% right. And like we said before, you know, you're not waiting for those buses. Of very, I think they come probably every 20 minutes or so. So it's, it happens very, very quickly once you get to the airport. Obviously, we talked about the advantage of not having to touch your luggage. This is a pro and a con. We'll talk about the con of this in a minute. But it is a pro not having to touch your luggage. You drop it off at the hotel at, at the airport before you leave. And when you get to your room, it's there. It's waiting for you. You don't have to worry about lugging it. You can get right to the parks or go to eat or go to the water park. Whatever it is that you want to do, not have to worry about lugging the car seats and the bags and whatever else it might be. Yeah, we talk a lot about when you when you're thinking about Disney's magical express, you're talking about time, uh, and this will get to another, you know, pro and con at the same time. But the fact that you're not having to go down to bag check uh, or to, to you know the baggage arrival and having to pick up your bags and all that and lug them all over the place, you just walk on, bypass all that, and you are on the bus. Uh, I think from the time we landed to the time we got on the bus was probably no more than 30 minutes. Literally, from the time we got off the plane to the time we got on a bus was probably no more than about about 30 minutes. And you know that's including the time it takes to take the, the airport monorail from the satellite terminals back to the main and all of that. So it, there is a significant time-saving feature to having your luggage taken care of, to say nothing about the stress-saving feature of having your, your luggage taken care of. It's, you know... It's the ultimate in Disney's Hakuna Matata. No worries. <laughs> right. And because, because you know, even though you have to give them your flight information, you know, just because you land at, at 3.05, it's not that the Lionberger family is on the 3.12 bus and you've got to hurry up. If you need to mm-hmm. get off the plane, get the kids, go to the bathroom, wash up, freshen up, grab a soda, whatever it is, and because the buses come in a continuous kind of thing, you don't have to worry about that rush factor too. And, and oh my God, we've got to get this monorail and get over there. Again, you can take it as easy and as, as relaxed uh, as you like it. We said it before. Oh, by the way, it's free. And that's huge, Chuck, because listen, yeah. a round trip taxi cab or limousine service is going to cost you ballparking it. Easy. 80 90 $100 each way. Yeah, and that and that really can can escalate much higher depending on how many people you have in your party. Um, for you know one person versus in my case a party of five, you know those costs can be just enormous, fast, almost to the point of thinking about a you know a one day car rental uh, or even you know longer, uh, you know just to get transportation to and from the airport. So the fact that it is free, F R E E free is a huge factor in in doing Disney's Magical Express. And in fact, it's one of the reasons that for you know one of the trips that we were looking at, I in specifically flew into Orlando International Airport uh, bypassing a different airline that was a lower cost airline that flew into Sanford, where 
my transportation costs would have to become a factor. So, you know, having the, the convenience, having the stress-free uh, part of it, and the fact that, again, it's absolutely free, you know, makes this a very attractive uh, opportunity and option for a lot of travelers. It is not for everybody, but, you know, depending on, on what you're doing, it, it may be for you. Right, because keep in mind, if you plan on, you know, renting a car or or a taxi or, or truck, I know how you roll, you like to get the big stretch limo. You know, if oh, all the Lion Burgers have, you know, their big Louis Vuitton steamer trunks, you might not be able to fit into one of those, but you can bring them on to... But that's uh, only if Mangello is paying my baggage fees. <laughs> that's so a couple other uh, quick little pros just to keep in mind. Number one, you don't have to book it round trip. Say you do get there and you want to take Disney's Magical Express to the resort, but you just got engaged. You really, you know, you hit the Powerball while you're down there. You do want to roll home in, in a stretch Hummer. You can just book it one way if you want. And there That's is no correct. cancellation fee if you use it one way and then decide the line burgers are paying for my limo back. If you are, um, if you do need to have wheelchair accommodations, it, you can be accommodated uh, with Disney's Magical Express. You must ask for it when you make a reservation. So if you do mm-hmm. have somebody in your party that does need to use a wheelchair or cannot transfer, be sure and let Disney know when you make a reservation. Yeah, absolutely. Again, Disney is incredibly accommodating when it comes to guests with special needs. Most importantly, just like an ADR, just like anything else, just make that known in advance. And then that gives Disney the time to uh, prepare properly for your arrival. Right. Now, I hate terming it a con. These are more things you must, must keep in mind. These are important considerations when using Disney's Magical Express because, Chuck, you hit it right on the head. It is not for everybody. Depending on how you travel, your time constraints, your family, the way they travel, these are things to keep in mind. And first and foremost is time, time, time. Because if you are commando style, I'm in Orlando, any minute not spent in a Disney World theme park is time wasted, Magical Express might not be for you. Allot yourself at least an hour of transportation time just to get to your resort. It may very well be less. It could be more. It could be a lot more depending on the loading of the bus, the weather, the number of stops has to make, you know, Chuck's Louis Vuitton steamer trunk getting off the bus, whatever it might be. Time is a huge thing to consider. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that that Louis Vuitton steamer, because, of course, it's filled with all the loose food. See, I told you I'd get food in this somehow. Uh, and, and by the way, speaking of food, I mean, you can't uh, necessarily eat on the bus. So, Lou, you do have to put that uh, that uh, uh, Butterfinger uh, muffin up, uh, buddy. Sorry. Um, yeah, it, time is really the major consideration when it comes to deciding whether or not to use Disney's Magical Express. Because that's that's probably the biggest variable in this whole thing is your time. How much is your time worth? Is your time worth the cost that it would take, or that would be required to higher transportation to or and from the airport be that taxi be that shuttle be it you know the the huge stretch hummer that uh, yeah the line are going to pay for but actually send the bill over to the Mangellos. Um, you know it's it's just whether or not your time is worth that expense if the answer to that is yes then maybe that magical express probably isn't for you 
go ahead and make arrangements, you know, and, and pay for some sort of transportation service? If the answer is, well, you know, no, it's not worth $250 in transportation costs or however much it might be to get all 10 of us, you know, my big grand gathering coming down here, then maybe Magical Express is for you because, you know, the service is free. It does allow, it does require a little more time than it would it would take if you, you know, went and hired a taxi or whatever to go directly from uh, point A to point B. Yeah, and I think especially if you've got the young kids that, you know, don't want to be sitting on a bus and, and all that kind of stuff. And that goes both ways. It goes not only for getting to the resort, but going home. Because now remember, three hours before your flight, you need to get on a bus. You need to get on that bus and go to potentially two, three, four, five, however many other Disney resorts, that might be tough, not just for Chuck Lyonberger, it could be tough for his kids, for his wife, yep. for grandma, whatever it's going to be. And that does sort of, on the same way you, you get hit with the magic when you get on the bus coming in, now all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, this is three hours I'm in Disney World, but I'm away from the magic because I am sitting on the bus, uh, you know, looking, to, waiting just to get back to the airport um, and going home. That. One one little little caveat to it, I will say that though Disney does do a good job of extending the magic from the time that you're leaving to the time you get to the airport. The again talking about the video service that they have on the bus, they present a really really great video uh, as well talking about you know you've had a wonderful time at Walt Disney World. We hope you come back very soon. Um, you know let's give you a little bit of information about Orlando International Airport so you know what to do. Uh, when you get to the airport, oh, by the way, here's some other great things that we have going on. Here's a whole profile of the Disney Cruise Line. Here's a whole profile of Adventures by Disney. Here's a profile of some other parks and things like that. So, you know, so they do kind of keep the magic going from the time uh, you leave the last resort in the rotation to the time that you get over to uh, to Orlando International Airport. So, you know, they do try and stretch it, but the the point is very accurate. Three hours in advance of domestic flights, four hours in advance of international flights. That's that's pretty much non-negotiable. You you must uh, get on the bus at those times. Again, it's a reservation, and this is the one time where you do have to make the bus. Exactly. Um, you know, if if something happens, sure they'll work with you, but you know you are highly encouraged to be at your uh, at your time for that uh, reservation. A great point, because like I said, on the way coming into Walt Disney World, you're not assigned to a specific bus. On the way back to the airport, you very much are assigned to a specific bus, and certainly if you miss it, Disney's not going to be like, well, looks like you're stuck at the beach club for the next six months. You can, you know, they will accommodate you, but yes, you should get on the bus that they have ready for you because, they, like I said, they're a lot, they've already figured out for you when you need to get to the airport. Um, that being said, let's talk about luggage. On mm -hmm. the way in, like I said before, be prepared to be separated from your luggage for at least three, four, possibly more hours. Listen, things happen, whether it be at the airport, going out, at Orlando coming in, getting to the resort, whatever it might be, don't bank on the fact that your luggage is going to be there when you check in because it probably will not. So pack accordingly in your carry-on bags. The other thing too, and I've had this question posed to me a lot, I did confirm this, you cannot use Magical Express for your luggage alone. You can't say, hey, the Lion Brokers are taking the limo. Just throw the stuff on Magical Express when it yeah, gets it there. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you have got to be 
on the bus in order to have your luggage transported by Disney. That is correct. You have to be with your bags. Not necessarily your bags are on the same bus, but you have to use the service just as your bags use the service. I agree. So, you know, all those things being considered, Chuck, hopefully people are going to hear this and say, yeah, based on the way my family vacations, based on the way we travel, based on the fact that I don't want to drive, I don't want to deal with my luggage, uh, you know, I, I don't want to deal with the additional, any sort of additional fees for a, a taxi or a limo, other than the tips that you should give to the to the Disney Magical Express drivers and the baggage handlers. It mm-hmm. may be a great free add-on to your vacation. I personally, uh, because I live in Florida now, I certainly don't have occasion to use it. I have used it before. The things that I enjoyed certainly was how easy it was. I mean, Disney very much... They've got it figured out. Um, it is very, very simple to use. Certainly the fact that it's free was great. But I I loved the fact that I was able to start relaxing the second I landed at the airport. I didn't have to worry about my luggage. I got that sense of that Disney magic. As soon as I got in the bus, you're talking with other people that are equally as excited. Even though you might stop at Caribbean Beach before you get to Port Orleans, you're like, wow, I never, you know, wow, I never got, I never drove into Caribbean Beach before. This is pretty cool. Maybe we should stay here next time. And again, my personal experience, that level of expectation for service, courtesy, friendliness, accommodations that you expect from Disney was very much met with my with my DME service. Oh, absolutely. I could I have to concur in, in every single second of that because you know, I've used Disney's Magical Express service a couple of times. Uh, a lot of times we end up uh, driving down and it's not because we don't want to use DME, it's because of just the cost of, of air, air travel these days. But the times that we have used Disney's Magical Express, it has been 100% stress-free. And that's that's a huge, huge benefit to say nothing about the fact that it's also financially free and, and all of that, but just not having to worry about it. As I said before, Hakuna Matata, you, know, you get on your plane, you enjoy the flight, hopefully you enjoy the flight, you know, coming into Orlando, uh, and then you're on the bus, you get to enjoy you know, the, the trip from the airport to the park or to, the, to your resort, you're in your resort, you check in, and before you know it, you're in your park, and you're enjoying your time at Walt Disney World, your bags will be in your room a little later, and you know you go on and you're having a great time, 100% stress-free, and also as we said, you know financially free. Um, I, I don't think that the in, me personally now, I don't think that the time spent on Magical Express is time wasted. I think it's as I said before, it's that pre-show to your vacation, and so I think it's time very well spent. It's time that you can sit down and kind of talk with your family uh, and kind of get into a, a, a vacation mode. All right, where do we want to go? What do you want to do today? Gives you a chance to talk. Um, sometimes on the on a plane, it's a little harder to do that, uh, especially you know if you're on smaller planes where you may only be sitting next to one person or uh, or just the person across the aisle. It's a little harder to talk with people, uh, but you can do that on the bus a little easier. So I, I see it as a fantastic service. You know, when folks ask me about uh, going to Walt Disney World and you know what do they do, I highly recommend it. Uh, again, a reminder: this only is available for flights going into and out of Orlando International Airport MCO that's the airline code uh, this does not apply to the Sanford International Airport uh, which comes in and out of Sanford Florida which is a little north of town right and you know look if you don't have the need for a rental car 
for whether it's you need to go off property if, if there is ever such a reason um, or because of time and there's and something the off around. property there's I, there's a world outside of the Walt Disney World Chuck, as far as I know it's MCO and Walt Disney World that's all I don't know what these other things are in Orlando that people talk about however that being <laughs> said if you don't need to have a rental car if you don't need to live in the lap of luxury like the Lion Burgers and take limos everywhere you go Magical Express and the Disney Resort Transportation Service are great free ways to get to and from the airport and to get around Disney property. I'm going to post a link in this week's show notes at wdwradio.com for some frequently asked questions about Disney's Magical Express from their website that also has all their contact information, all the phone information. Certainly, if you are booking your own trip, if you are using a, a, a travel agent or a travel provider, they can take care of this for you. It is very, very simple to use. And uh, Chuck Lionberger, as always, I want to thank you for coming on, sharing your information, your advice, as well as your personal experience about using Disney's Magical Express. And we will have to do this again very, very soon. And, and let's, when we're done, we'll get back to talking about the Butterfinger Cupcake. Well, you know, I mean, I have heard of this new service. It's something called uh, Lou's Magical Express, where Lou takes you, you know, to and from and yeah, the Butterfinger uh, cupcakes or Butterfinger muffins are, are complimentary there. So, you know, we might have to talk about that in the, in that stretch hummer. Time once again to play Listener Fact or Fiction, because as you know, I've said from the very beginning of the show that I wanted it to be as interactive as possible, and I've invited you to call in or write in with your questions or your comments, even show suggestions, maybe have you come on, join me for a segment. But now, I want to give you another chance to come on the air and join me to play a little bit of Fact or Fiction for a chance to win some prizes. Because you know, I love doing trivia contests on the show, which allows me to share some fun facts and some trivia and some history with you. And now I also get a chance to play with you, and like I said, give you a chance to win prizes as well. So with no notice to the listener, I randomly selected a name from all the entries. I'm going to give that person a call now. Hopefully they're home for a chance to play. If not, I'll throw their name back in the pool, select another one, give them a chance to answer 10 true or false trivia questions about Walt Disney World. And so the name that was randomly selected this week is Deanna Simmons. Let's give her a call right now. Hello? Hi, is Deanna Simmons there, please? That's me. Deanna, hi. It's Lou Mangello from WDW Radio. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. You're probably wondering why in the world I'm calling you. Uh, I hope it's for listener factor fiction. It is for listener factor fiction. Well, that's super exciting. <laughs> I, I I thought it was time that I picked another name out of the uh, the virtual hat. And Deanna, I hope you've brought your A game because yours was the name I selected. Well, I'll try. Do my best. So so tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me where you're from and. Are you like super hardcore Disney fan, go every year, or is it just, oh, yeah, I, you know, I listen to the show every now and then? 
Um, I live in Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, and I am pretty hardcore. I've been a fan since, I've been a fan of the show, your show, since um, right before Christmas, November, and I've been to the world, um, oh, I don't know, a lot of times. My last time there was in February, and I'm planning a trip to Disneyland in May, and October will be my next Disney World trip. Unless I can't wait that long and I go in August, which is very likely. Nice. I like that. Because not only are they doing the whole bi-coastal thing, but you have all your trips planned already and you're trying to figure out a reason to sneak in another one. Yep, that's right. Excellent. As often as I can go, I go. As often as I can afford to go. See, then you truly are hardcore. Oh, yes. (laughs) All right. So tell me, what's your maybe your, your favorite attraction and, of course, your favorite restaurant at Walt Disney World? Oh, my favorite attraction, I've got to go classic there, Peter Pan's Flight. Um, That was always my favorite attraction when I was a kid. I don't, uh, I couldn't do the roller coasters until the last few years. So I had to, uh, I had different fun things. But um, I got to go Peter Pan's Flight and maybe the Haunted Mansion. And my favorite restaurant is uh, probably Le Cellier. I see, I knew I liked you. I knew I liked mm-hmm. you. You share the same first name as my wife, and you pick Peter Pan. You love both Disneyland and Disney World, so we're off to a very, very good start. Yes. All right, so if you've heard the show before, I'm sure you know how it goes. I'm going to ask you 10 true or false, fact or fiction, trivia questions about Walt Disney World. You don't need to know the right answer, only whether or not it is fact or fiction. And what I thought okay. I would do is rather than just give you one prize if you get all 10 right, I'll give you sort of a, uh, we'll do it millionaire style. <clears throat> Excuse me. And depending on how many questions you get right, that'll determine the prizes that you get. So if you get one to three questions correct, and I, Deanna, I guarantee that you will, you have, the, <laughs> you have a 50-50 chance. How tough could it be? You will get yep. a, a WDW radio button and a luggage tag. If you get four to six questions correct, you can get the audio guides to Walt Disney World. If you get seven through nine correct, You'll get a signed Walt Disney World trivia book and a WDW Radio embroidered hat. And if you get all 10 correct, you know what? I'll change it. I'll even give you something better since you're going to be going to Disneyland and Disney World. I'll give you a $25 Disney gift card. Wow, that's exciting. So the pressure's on, Deanna. Oh, yes. All right. If you're ready. All right, here we go. We're going to let's get started. And believe it or not, the first question does not involve food. Shocker of all shockers. Okay. (laughs) Don't worry, they're coming. First question. Of the 11 permanent nations represented in World Showcase, only one of them did not open on October 1st, 1982. Fact or fiction? That's fiction. You are correct. And tell me why it is fiction. Uh, Norway was last, um, and I think, was it Morocco that didn't open with the original countries? There was two that didn't open with the original, Norway and one other one. You are 100% correct. Morocco opened in 1984. Norway opened in 1986. So you're off to a rock and start. Okay, so you're a Mansion fan. You should be able to get this one right. Fact or fiction? The Haunted Mansion once had Fast Pass. Uh, I would say that's fact. You're, you're totally guessing, but you're right nonetheless. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I'm if youngish for that, but I think that's fact. Yeah, it actually had Fast Pass. If you look, 
if you're standing outside in Liberty Square and you're looking at the mansion, to the left, you'll see the covered queue area, the old queue area for the Mike Fink keelboats. At one time, they housed fast pass machines, and, and years ago, they took them away. Uh, actually, don't I don't I would love to get one of those old mansion fast passes. I haven't even seen a picture of the fast pass uh, machines. If somebody has one, I'd love yeah. for them to send it to me. So, okay, two for two. Be awesome. We will we will uh, we'll stay classic. We'll stay old school. Okay. We'll talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. Love it. Rock Hudson cut the ceremonial ribbon at the grand opening of Pirates in Walt Disney World. Act or fiction? I'm gonna go fiction. Oh, so close, Deanna! You were doing but so I'm, well. <laughs> I know. I was a guess. I don't really know. That is all right. Um, yeah, believe it or not, Rock Hudson uh, was his second appearance at Walt Disney World. He was actually the first candlelight processional narrator too. Way back when it um, wow. when it took place in the Magic Kingdom before it used to it, it was there till about ninety four before it moved over to Epcot. So he was the first candlelight procession narrator. And he also cut the ceremonial ribbon to open pirates in uh, in 1973. Cool. There you go. See, so you learn something new, even though you don't, you know, so you might not get the gift card. Big deal. That's okay. That's all right. You, listen, you're getting the button and the luggage tag. Really, anything else is great after this. That's right. <laughs> it's all bonus. It's all That's good. That's right. All right. We will, uh, we will stay in the Magic Kingdom, and I will ask you, fact or fiction, Mickey's Philhar Magic replaced... The Mickey Mouse Review. That's fiction. Very good. And what did it replace? Uh, Legend of the Lion King. Bravo. Bravo. Excellent. You either heard it on the show or read it in the magazine or just knew it because you are a genius, but you are correct. Uh, Legend of the Lion King replaced Mickey Mouse Review. Obviously, Mickey's Magic replaced Legend of the Did you ever get a chance to see any of those shows or you, like you said, you were a latecomer? Uh, I saw Legend of the Lion King, but I don't remember it. I remember the sign, strangely enough. Yeah, Legend of the Lion King was a great show because it had those giant sort of human-animal puppets. Uh, really was a great, you know, true retelling of the Legend of the Lion King um, story. So, But I'm also old yeah. school, and I'd love to see Mickey Mouse Review come back. Yeah. I've only been really obsessed with the world for about two years or so. So before that, I have vague childhood memories, but... Uh, yeah, I, I remembered a little bit. All right. Well, let's go over then from the Magic Kingdom to Epcot. And fact or fiction, in Ellen's Energy Adventure, Dr. Judy Peterson, who's Ellis, Ellen's sort of arch rival, is a professor of energy. Fact or fiction? Fact? Fact That's is... Uh, listen, a guess fact okay. is just as good as a, wow, I really know this one. It's fact. You are correct. She is the returning champion. She is a professor of energy. And, uh, okay, here you go. For a chance to win a copy of Celebrations magazine, what school does she teach at? MIT. Close. But the people at Princeton Hmm. University are angry that you don't know that she is, in fact, at Princeton Tiger. I am Canadian, (laughs) my own defense. That's okay. Yeah. All right, listen, we've, we're five questions in. I haven't mentioned food, so let's get to it. It's obviously of, of great importance to me. Mama Melrose's Ristorante Italiano over at Disney's Hollywood Studios was originally supposed to be home to a Muppet-themed restaurant. Fact or fiction? That would have been awesome. 
Now, am I completely uh, I making it up, or is it a fact? <laughs> uh, shot in the dark, I'm going to say fiction. You had a 50-50 chance. Um, you should have gone yeah. with the gut saying, wow, that would have been awesome, because at one point, the Imagineers thought it would be, too. There was going to be a restaurant, a, a very cool, interactive, well-themed restaurant in which Gonzo was the proprietor. There is a great story and a great backstory and a great history to that, which I will tease and tell you is coming very, very soon to the show. There was a lot of sort of Muppets that never were in Walt Disney World. And that restaurant and that whole area in that area where Pizza Planet is right now by the exit to Muppet Vision uh, would have been completely Muppet-themed. And uh, Gonzo's Pizzeria Parlor would have been... uh, quite the pandemonium pizza parlor experience so um I, I too would love to have seen that and i will hold that hope that someday we, we just might see a little, little more muppets in walt disney world yeah that would be so awesome listen they own the franchise let's bring them in you got them yeah exactly let's bring them over um because they are still super super popular so okay moving over to disney's animal kingdom let's sort of spread it around a little bit when animal kingdom opened in 1998 the central hub was known as Safari Village. Fact or fiction? That's fact. That is a fact. And what was it renamed to? Discovery Island. Very good. Bravo. Now, where it else? Wasn't called... Go ahead. I know this one because Discovery Island was um, in Bay Lake. was an area in Bay Lake. So they couldn't have two. So when they closed the one in Bay Lake, then they renamed it at Animal Kingdom. Ah, uh, Deanna, you have put a big smile on my face. Although, I haven't been keeping track of your score, so I have no idea how many, how many out of the seven you've gotten correct. <laughs> I haven't been one. either. I think that you were, I think you had five out of seven? Five out of seven? Six out of seven? Ah, we'll see. I think I've gotten two wrong. Okay, so you got five right. <laughs> so you've got the buttons and the luggage tag and the audio guides. Now we're, we're still shooting for the, for the trivia book and hat. Okay. Super. Uh, Let's go back to uh, old school once again, and let's head on over to Bay Lake in the Seven Seas Lagoon, and tell me, fact or fiction, the original names of the ferry boats that run from the Transportation and Ticket Center over to the Magic Kingdom were the Empress Lily, the Lily Bell, and the Friendship One. Fiction. Very good. Do you have any clue, Deanna? what the name of those boats were originally? When you say it, I'll remember it, but I I can't think of what it would be. I know the Friendship boats run at Epcot. They were never at Magic Kingdom. Um, They're called now, I think, the Richard Irvine and the Joe Fowler. Now, is that right? You, very good. Very good. They were originally known, that's right, they were originally known as the Kingdom Queen, the Magic Kingdom 1, and the Magic Kingdom 2, and they respectively became the General Joe Potter, the Admiral Joe Fowler and the Richard F. Irvine, obviously honoring the, the, the men who are so instrumental in the development and the creation of Walt Disney World. Right. And very interesting, too, the naming. I mean, obviously, it's a great honor to, to name the boats after those men. But if you know, obviously, traditionally, boats are named after women. And these three ferry boats were instead na- were named after these three men. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. There you go. See, learn something new every day here in the WDW. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I figure Lou calls you, you're going to learn a lot. <laughs> All right, so I think you're still at six. Now you're at six. Now you're now you're, you got an easy shot for, for the rest of the prizes. And let's quickly get back to food. Okay. Fact or fiction, Deanna? 
There was once a character meal based on one of the talking heads in the Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, I'm going to say fiction. Because it just sounds way too bizarre, doesn't it? Because it just sounds creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think it's creepy, it kind of might have been because the Melvin the Moose Breakfast Show was really a character meal that featured Melvin from the Country Bear Jamboree. It ran that's over. Crazy. At Pi- it, it, it very well might have been. Well, maybe that's why it didn't last too long. Uh, it yeah. ran over at Pioneer Hall over at Fort Wilderness just for one year uh, back in 1986. It then became Chip and Dale's, maybe a little more cuddly and lovable, Chip and Dale's Country Morning Jamboree featuring Melvin the Moose. And that ran for about five years until 1991. Wow. Interesting, right? Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Very look, strange. Looking back on some of the things you've seen through the years, you know, the Barbie stage show and, and some of the other things that they had around there, you look back and say, really? Is that, did they really have a giant pink Cadillac with Barbie and Epcot? And, <laughs> The Melvin I the Moose. When I heard about that Barbie stage show, I was completely floored. Yeah, the Melvin the Moose yeah. breakfast show, and I said, "Well, maybe it just sounds so outlandish that she has to think that it, it has to be true." So, yeah. All right, so let's wow. bring it back to. Um, it, it all started by a mouse, but really, it all started with Walt Disney. So, mm-hmm. tell me, fact or fiction? Walt Disney dropped out of college before earning his art degree. That's fact. I think it's actually fiction because Walt never even made it to college. He only attended one year of high school. Yeah, I knew he was in the army, and he he sort of or um, overseas anyway, and he drew pictures. And oh wait, not the army. He was in uh, the medical corps or something like that. Very, you you truly do know your history. Uh, yeah, he. Actually... I know. I collect all these random things. <laughs> well, it, Deanna, like me, full of useless knowledge that just don't help you really in everyday life. <laughs> That's but, right. Uh, yeah, he uh, he attended uh, one year of high school over at McKinley High School back in 1972. He in 19 um, 1972, yeah, 1917. Um, <laughs> he did take some night courses over at the Chicago Academy of Fine Arts. Um, obviously, one of his work started to draw cartoons for the the school newspaper. Um, it was really focused on. He wanted to get into the army to to um, to be part of World War One. Was too young. He did. Um, he did actually do some some work in the ambulance corps, but he never graduated high. The kids don't do this at home. Finish, stay in school. Don't do drugs. Even though Walt did it, you know, take the traditional path and go to school. But yeah, only uh, only one year of high school. Wow. So, he was very unique. Yes, he was. He was do as he says, not as he does, and, and stay That's in right. school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Let's see. Again, I completely lost count. Did you get seven? Did we get seven? It sounds like it could yeah, be. Yeah, sure. Why not? I, sure. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, <laughs> this is all for fun. Uh, the prizes are just gravy. So you'll get the WDW radio button, the luggage tag, the audio guides to Walt Disney World on CD. I'll also send you a signed copy of my Walt Disney World trivia book and a WDW radio embroidered hat. That's very exciting. That's great. Uh, I thank you so much for sending in your name. Thank you for listening. I hope I have the chance to meet you in person one of these days down in Walt Disney World on one of your upcoming trips. Maybe you can make it over to a meet of the month. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Again, uh, Deanna, thank you so much for playing. Thank you for taking the time and listening. And I'll get your prizes out to you right away. Thanks so much. (laughs) 
That's all the time we have for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in once again. Thanks also to my guests, Deanna Simmons for playing listener Factor Fiction and Chuck Lionberger for joining me on the Magical Express segment. You can visit Chuck's blog over at DisneyDaddy.blogspot.com. And if you want to comment on this week or any previous shows, come by, visit the show notes over at WDWRadio.com. There you can also now comment on the daily blog posts, photos, news, trivia, vacation planning, history, and lots more. Stay tuned for another new video coming very, very soon. Also be sure, check out photos from our Flickr gallery and our hot topics in the forums where you can still come by, talk about the show or anything Disney-related, and start your own discussions in the forums with other Disney enthusiasts. Be sure and follow me over on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash And join the fan page over on Facebook that's facebook.com slash WDWRadio. Just a quick reminder, if you have sent me a friend request on Facebook, I do apologize. I have reached my Facebook-imposed limit. I am not able to add or accept any more friend requests. I am trying to figure out a way around that. But I promise I am not ignoring you. So please, in the interim, just go over and what and join or now like the uh, the WDW Radio page at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. Quick reminder about some upcoming events. Very excited about the next one, which is going to be Saturday through Sunday, May 22nd, 2010. I will be doing a 24-hour live video broadcast and chat from Walt Disney World. If you're in the parks, you can come by the meet of the month. That's going to be Saturday at the Studio Catering Company over at Disney's Hollywood Studios from 2 to 4 p.m. It's also going to be Star Wars Weekends. We'll be broadcasting right from there. Should be a lot of fun, but if you can't make it down, you can watch, chat, interact, and play along as we have some exciting things planned for the 24-hour show over at www.radiolive.com. You can get more information. Links to the Facebook page right on the homepage. You'll see uh, there's a link to the meat of the month on the right-hand side. Also, that night, if you are going to be in Walt Disney World, we have a very special evening planned. We have a private viewing of Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. We're also going to have some desserts, some beverages, most of all, a good time with old friends and new. And most importantly, it's going to be another chance for us to raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is really the goal of that entire 24-hour broadcast. It is going to be Saturday night, May 22nd. From about 8.15 to 9.30 p.m. in Epcot, we'll announce the private viewing location soon. The cost is just $25 per person, and we're also asking for a minimum $5 donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. There's, uh, for more information, visit this week's show notes. There you'll find a link over to Mouse Fan Travel where you can purchase tickets and also make your donations as well. If you can't make it to Walt Disney World in May, don't worry. I will have additional meets of the month in June and the rest of the year. Stay tuned for more information. Other events that are coming up later on in the year include the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet, second annual event. I was there last year. Really looking forward to going back to this. That's Saturday, August 14th 
at the Linwood Convention Center in Linwood, Washington. Lots of great things planned there, including some very special guests, including our friend Margaret Kerry, the original model for Tinkerbell, and Disney legend and Imagineer Bob Gurr. For more information, you can visit pnwmousemeat.com. In September, uh, we're still waiting for information on when you can get tickets, but Destination D, the D23 event, is going to take place from September 24th through the 25th. We're looking to maybe put a group together for that as well. Stay tuned for more information. In October, if you are a fan of the Adventures Club, if you're a fan of special events, or if you love Jim Corkus as much as I do, you've got to come and join us for Congaloosh. That's C-O-N-G-A-L-O-O-S-H from October 8th through the 12th. It's an entire weekend of special events, including tours and discussions with Jim Corkus, dinner and a show by the original Adventurers Club cast as Adventurers Club characters after Disney's Hollywood Studios closes on the stage at the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. They'll be performing a show never before seen by guests the next day. There's a show and sale, a banquet, a Q&A with the Adventures Club. I'll be giving a tour of the Jungle Cruise. Lots more surprises. Things going on on Sunday. More Jim Corcus. Again, fun-filled, really packed weekend event. If you um, register and join the WDW Radio Explorers Tribe by May 1st, you can save $50 on your registration. You'll find links to this in this week's show notes at WDWRadio.com. And the one that I am really, really looking forward to is on February 27th, 2011, when we all set sail aboard the Disney Dream uh, working on some special events, some group events. We'll be announcing those soon, but for more information, to get a quote, visit www.radiocruise.com. Don't forget, if you have a question you want me to answer on the show, you can email me at lou at www.radio.com. If you want to be heard on the air, you can send me an email. If you want to play listener fact or fiction, just include your phone number, or if you want to just call, leave a voicemail with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks. You can call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171. Be sure and come by the site, post in the forums, comment on the blog, sign up for our free newsletter that has information, articles, links, exclusive special offers, lots, lots more. There you also find a link to Celebrations Magazine. Issue 10 is out. We are already working on issue 11. If you want to subscribe, order back issues, which you have just reprinted, or contribute to the magazine, visit celebrationspress.com. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel and All-Star Vacation Homes. And I know I promised you something else, and that is a new product announcement. And I am very, very happy to announce something that we've been working on for a long time now. And if you have an iPhone, an iTouch, or an iPad, you can now get the new WDW Radio app from the iTunes store. I'll put a link on the homepage and this week's show notes. The app's going to give you easy, instant access to information from the site, including blog posts, new podcasts, new videos. You can read and post in the forums, sign up for Twitter, Facebook, and lots, lots more. Also gives you one-click ability to contact the show via email or to leave a voicemail. So if you're in the parks, want to call in and say hi, just click the button. It'll connect you right away to the voicemail. Also, it's going to give you exclusive access to what's coming soon for WDW Radio 
and some of the things I've been working on. You can only access it from the app. So it's not information I'm going to post on the site. I'm going to post it first and exclusively for the application. So it'll update automatically when you go and check the coming soon page. And here's the best part, I think, and I think you probably will as well. The cost of the app is not $2.99. It's not $1.99. It's not even 99 cents. I'm giving it to you for free because I just want to share with you another way to get a little bit of Disney magic on your device, whether you're at home or in the parks. So this is just my very small gift to you. So please go ahead, download it. If you like it, please rate it and review and post reviews for it in iTunes. And of course, let others know about it and spread the word on places like Twitter, on Facebook, etc. It's free, so there's no harm or no cost in letting others know about it as well. Now, that's not all that's coming soon. What I will tell you, because many of you have asked, I am still working on the Liberty Square audio guide to Walt Disney World. Stay tuned for a tentative release date coming very, very soon. In the interim, you still can get Main Street USA, Adventureland, and Fantasyland, either as individual CDs or downloads, or you can save, get the entire three-pack as a, a downloadable file or on CD. You can also get my signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books from the site as well over at www.radio.com. Who knows what else I may be working on again. Stay tuned to the app for the latest information. And finally, my friends, and you are my friends, speaking of let, letting others know about it, as always, if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. If you're on Twitter, share it on Facebook. And please come review the show over in iTunes if you like it as well. And of course, thank you so very much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. And you know that this and every week, you should always, always keep moving forward and take that first step towards following your dream because life is just way too short, my friends. So until next time, I hope you have a fantastic week, everybody. See ya. Hi, Lou. This is Brandel and Hanson again. We're on our plane on the way home, and um, we went to the Disney archives, and it was fantastic. I loved it. And um, I just wanted to call you back. Bye. Hey, Lou. Sandra. Um, I just want to let you know I'm listening to show number 166, and I just heard about that little snippet about the trading cards from the uh, ride vehicles, I mean transportation vehicles, sorry, and um, that's a great little thing to point out, so I just want to thank you for that, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Lou and fellow podcasters. My name is Vicki, and I'm from New Jersey. I am Love Disney Dogs on the uh, board, and I just wanted to call and say Happy Earth Day from Walt Disney World. I've been here for a few days, and I'm loving it. Thank you to everybody who gave me great advice on the show. I've uh, been here a few times before, but I saw it in a whole new different way this time. Did all kinds of things I've never done before, and uh, thanks to your advice, tried some new restaurants and really enjoyed myself. It was kind of a surprise trip. I was uh, unexpectedly called to Florida on business and added a few days to myself. This is the first time I've been down by myself and had a blast. I got into everything really easy. 
Uh, one word of advice to you girls out there. Uh, maybe you want to get a front clothes bra because I have a black and blue mark from riding all the rides. Anyway, uh, just wanted to say hi. Thanks for all the advice, and I'll be back in Jersey soon. Happy Earth Day, everybody. Have a magical evening. Hey, Lou. Uh, just wanted to call in. First of all, I've called in before and have to repeat myself. You've got a great show. Really enjoy it. It really helps to bring the magic to uh, people like myself who aren't fortunate enough to live close enough to Walt Disney World. Wanted to let you know that I'm uh, taking the drive of shame. The drive of shame occurs after the walk of shame. It's uh, when you're leaving paradise, a.k.a. Walt Disney World. Uh, my wife and I just finished a trip with uh, my sister and nephew. Had an amazing time, as always. Uh, managed to spend some time at the beach club. We stayed there a night. And, man, I'm envious. Uh, Stormalong Bay, the whole area is amazing. And uh, the parks were open late because it is spring break time. Um, so open till 2 a.m. in a lot of cases. Just, uh, what can I say? You know, I mean, I, I'm jonesing bad enough that I'm listening to your radio show uh, and other Disney podcasts. Um, think to myself, man, maybe I should have just pulled a U-turn and went back to the world uh, and just set up a permanent residence there. Anyway, again, thanks so much for all that you do. I'll have to send you an email so I can do that fact or fiction. That would be a lot of fun. And uh, take care, Lou. This is uh, Tom from TK, South Carolina, um, saying have a great day, have a magical day, and enjoy Walt Disney World. Hey, Lou, this is Dave from Connecticut calling you from Old Key West Resort. Uh, came down yesterday two-day trip uh, driving down from Connecticut. We decided to come down a few weeks back and, and came down yesterday. And uh, we were disappointed we were going to miss your meet of the month over Animal Kingdom. But uh, as chance would have it, we were in the uh, Magic Kingdom yesterday afternoon and in front of Peter Pan's flight, and I ran into you. And I got a chance to say hi and meet you anyway. And it was kind of neat because uh, you were just talking on one of the podcasts we were listening to on the way down in the car all about how you thought that uh, the Peter Pan ride vehicle was one of the best of all time, and I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Anyway, it was great to actually meet you yesterday, and we love the show, and hopefully we'll uh, get again soon. Have a good one. Thanks, Lou. 